So, hello and welcome our lovely audience to another episode of Black Women Parlay with me, your host, Leanne Meyer. Now, today's guest is very, very special because she meets me at a very similar nexus, i.e. being an expat who lives in Germany, who has really understood the need to build community. But in my case... It wasn't very clear to me that I needed a black community, whereas for Kave, it was. So for me, it was, I moved to Germany 10 years ago and grew up in a very Jamaican environment. So I had my black friends at home. So needing black women in Germany wasn't a topic for me. And then when everything happened with George Floyd, and when I say everything, he's murder to be specific, um, it really triggered this kind of reaction in me, thinking about global connections, thinking about, yes, I have black friends in the UK, but to be a black woman who is not Afro-Dutch, who is not second generation, but from another country completely, it would be nice to have that level of connection. So I'm gonna give credit where it's due. Thank you very much, LinkedIn, for creating a platform where we connected. Um, and through having this conversation, this is where I met this wonderful lady and she's continued to reinforce the need for community globally and also locally because you share a very, very specific experience. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to you to do your introductions. Tell us who you are and then we will jump into the thing. Amazing. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to be in your space. Um, To your audience, my name is Kaveh and uh, I was born in the DRC Congo. Uh, My family relocated to South Africa in 2002 and I spent there about 13 years um, together with my family and I decided to come and pursue a master's degree in Germany in 2014 and um, uh, what I really wanted to do is to kind of just uh, supplement my experience education add more knowledge so specifically I came to study a a master's in public uh, policy and I wanted to do that because my work back in South Africa was around women again migrant women and refugee women and I felt like being in a position where I can write policy I'll be able to influence and shape the lives of more people than just, you know, doing this little grassroots initiatives that I, that mm. I do on the side. So that's what really brought me here. Um, and arriving here in my mind was coming to a cosmopolitan city, you know, Berlin, <laughs> Paris, London, you know. <laughs> and so I was really excited. Um you know, fast forward to me arriving here, completed my master's degree and uh, eventually uh, entered the workforce in around 2015, 2016. And it has been a journey. Um, and so I didn't come with a community. I left my community in South Africa and you can just the difference, the time zone, everything in between. It's really kind of hard to to keep in touch with each other. We live in completely different worlds. Um, and so for me, that was really hard. How do I start over from scratch here without forgetting where I come from, but also knowing that where I come from, like my network there is not going to be able to help me here. You know, so how do I do that? Like it was kind of like a rediscovering a new cafe 
in Berlin, Germany, which was like, bam. And you know what? I think we all get that bam moment in completely different ways. Because for me, it wasn't so much like, it wasn't so much like, oh, there's, there's no network. It was like, I needed blackness. I, I, I needed to be able to explain like this is something so particular to being black without people just going huh <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you and you kind of realize that there are so many levels on which you know you can connect with people and you're like this is great this is great we have a very good friendship we have a really good relationship all of that stuff is great but this particular path of not being innate like we're not Afro-Deutsch so that's a different journey um and coming here it's like unpicking and unpacking your confidence in your own identity versus having to always confirm reaffirm readjust how people might perceive you because they're not familiar with this package so you DRC move to South Africa you know, worked in the NGO world, now looking to build public policy. For a lot of German minds, that's like, where do I put you? And for me, I had not understood how Black was foreign in Germany. So, you know, I mentioned this Mm. politan, you know, ideas that we have in our minds. You know, I was just expecting to be uh, blended, you know, when I to such an international city and then I come and I realize that the environment is not used to educated black women experienced black women professional black uh, individuals and there's this box that's there uh, for black people and that was really hard for me really hard I can imagine I think I think there's this part around and and this is this goes to any language this isn't just for Germany it's this part around we still as people line up the the concept of being able to speak a language being somehow correlative to intelligence so you know it's the same in England if someone doesn't speak perfect English or I think there was someone recently who posted this I think she's a Southeast Asian woman she posted on LinkedIn that she's the first uh, Southeast Asian woman or woman of color to have a particular role and mm-hmm. she has what she said is a heavily accent a heavy accent from I think she's from the Punjab mm-hmm. and she said you know people have always thought she's stupid because she speaks with this accent mm-hmm. and it's 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 that as well you know it's the surprise of oh she's intelligent and she can do whereas for me I could already speak fluent German when I got here so for them it was wow how do you speak German? Are you no? I'm not German. Is one of your parents German? No, no. Neither of my parents are German. So, so how? What? Why? And it was that part of realizing that when you're in these spaces, you're challenging so much of what people think they know that it does come with an intrinsic responsibility. Not that you're there to prove them wrong, but you're also aware of this is creating a new space for yes. people's mind. Yeah, yeah, that that is hard for them to accept. Right. And so comes the macroaggressions, you know? (laughs) 
you have to prove why you're here, you know, right. why you work here. You have to prove why you deserve, you know, to be in this office, you know. Um, whereas I come from a space where I've seen and I worked around very successful, both black, white, Asian people. Right. And so it was so hard for me to be in the place where I constantly have to prove that I am deserving. And even when I do, it still will not be accepted. Right. Right. And thus the need for community in being able to sit with each other. And it's not always that, you know, and I'm very clear in this, even the concept around Black Women Parlay is for me very clear in terms of it's not just about a place where we commune to, to, to complain, because that's not what I want either. But it's 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 about being able to recognize the experiences that we all like that we not we all necessarily face it's it's a spectrum that we all have faced and we can speak about them honestly mm. but then on the other hand it's like driving solutions and in many cases for me this is what community is wonderful for getting together mm. and driving solutions and having these kinds of conversations and going mm -hmm. do you know do you know what Carve? you know what I think a b c d e and you go do you know something Liam based on what I know it's it's this part and I have to credit the the, the source for this uh, a friend of mine and a colleague Charlotte O'Leary she talked she brought the the phrase to me knowledge economy mm. and it's this mm. we, we all contribute to this knowledge economy and by doing so we enrich the lives of each other mm. and I think that and us learning how to navigate that as black people from an abundance mindset mm -hmm. is critical to our success. Absolutely. And I think just having these conversations, being vocal and being in places that you want to be in gives other permission to actually pursue their own path or be in the same path as well. You right. know, because in 2015, there were hardly, you know, black women were not that visible in, in, in the tech industry or in general in the professional settings. But now we do have a rise of, you know, um, black women in Germany who are coming up and, you know, they see you, they see me, they say, hey, I can do it too. You know, it's possible, you know, right. and that makes me happy. It means that we are doing our work, we're doing our job and uh, there's a ripple effect. I keep thinking about the snowball effect you know mm -hmm. um, and this is what community does or just you being persistent with your dreams your visions and your values you know absolutely and I think you know when as you were talking what I was even thinking about is there's like there was a real specific imagery and this is what happens every time I talk to people you, you'll say something and an image will just hit me and as you were talking, you know, I think about the word reverberations and I imagine each of us taking us, you know, taking a pole and putting it on the ground and the reverberations of that one third and us saying, this is my, my pole in the ground starts to send, you know, vibrations and reverberations to others to go, do you know what? We can do this too. This can be part of our path. And if I don't know how to do it, and I think this comes back to how you and I came together it's because we sit in a place of openness and, and and just so that everyone's clear openness does not mean that there's always time to have a million and one conversations there's, there's something very different we just have to be careful and caveat that but that level of openness in having that conversation is something that I feel is 
when someone says like what is my role I feel that my role right now in society is to really acknowledge and say okay if my shoulders are the shoulders that the next generation have to stand on what is it that I can do today in terms of creating the groundwork so that when they move into the workplace it's easier but how can I also position myself to to contribute to their knowledge economy but also for me to learn from them and I think the way we kind of came together via LinkedIn and having those kinds of initial conversations and just being like what do you think about this would you like to all of those things the mindset, the action, the collaboration, the conversation, then drive the next level of positivity for us to be able to change something, to be able to move that dial in how we even deal with each other. But then as we're going forward, how people see that we deal with each other. Exactly, exactly. And like you say, like mindset, collaboration, and just being out there, it's like, I see like an image moving the ship or a car, like you're moving. And the more you move, the more progress, you know, is being made on the way. Even sometimes it's hard to kind of like notice it. Mm-hmm. But within um, a certain period of time, looking back, like, oh my gosh, that's how far we were. Look at where we are now, you right. know? So conversations like this might seem like very small, but the impact is really big. Correct, correct. And I think that's what we... excuse me I think especially in the last couple of years what we've been seeing is we are we're talking about the pace of change but sometimes I think our reality as to how we look at the pace of change is not in any way reflective of real life like the change we want we want to undo 500 years in the space of five not going to happen and I and and I and I think that's where these kinds of conversations are really critical in talking about network and community in being able to say like, what is it that you're seeing? Because I think once you, what did I read? They talked about that. I read an article, which was like a psychological behavioral article and it looked at the psychological, the psychology of complaints and complaining. Mm -hmm. So once you start to get into the psychology of complaining, it becomes very difficult for you to find and see the positive and even move out of that. So mm. if you always complain and then you build a network around complaining, <laughs> you will only ever see the negative side. But if you, by contrast, build something that says, look, this is where we are. And although progress is minimal, but... moved from yesterday (laughs) paddles to today which is progress um and I I really uh, admire that I think it's very very hard especially when you live in the world or society that is still perpetuating um experiences that that should make you complain like you really have to work hard at not looking at that and try to shift your mindset towards a positive path towards a positive future like it's really hard you really need to train your muscles to be resilient basically you know and uh, yeah like absolutely and I think it's training training the muscle to understand to pick your battles not Mm. everything has to be complained about and I think where were 
struggling and I don't just mean as black women I mean in this whole context of trying to create an equitable society where we're struggling is there are so many things that people are complaining about and all of them aren't even worth mentioning and when I say they're not worth mentioning not from the perspective of it's not valid to the person but there's a lot of energy going into very surface level things that are happening when really we should be focusing on the systemic Mm. and and when we give so much time to the surface level it also devalues our cause Mm. Mm. and all the work that's already being done that's requested to be done you know right and I think this is why the value of driving these conversations the benefits of community and network is for all of us to learn for all of us to glean and have other perspectives but for all of us to kind of bring it back to this part around there is nothing bad there is nothing wrong excuse me with being strategic and I think a lot of the times we've we've learned to take strategic as being a dirty word and something that we shouldn't ever think about But the reality is, is that we have to start being strategic as to how we come together in communities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look around the world of, you know, hiring and getting jobs or even investments, starting businesses, everything is being done in community. My dear, where is your community? (laughs) You know, the, the bigger or stronger, actually, your community is, the less challenges you're going to have in succeeding in what you're on to next right and we can interchange the word for community for network right because ultimately I mean there was um there was another article I read and it was talking about you know how loads of deals are being done VC deals large VC deals are being done over WhatsApp or over Signal Mm -hmm. and it's like that can only happen if you're in the network Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and this is the point. Networks and communities smooth the path for so many things, because if you have experts and it's not. And I think what people sometimes forget is it's not about being transactional. It's also about, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, it's about learning and being available yourself to share your. Your skill set. Yeah, I was going to say, like being part of a community requires actually commitment um, it might just look like, oh yeah, there's a community there. I'm just going to join it and chill. No, there is some certain degree of commitment that you need to bring to that community so you can continue to thrive. Otherwise it just become a group of people who are just looking at each other and not going anywhere. That's not the purpose of a community. Honestly, it's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And I, and I think, part of the power of the community is engagement Mm -hmm. it's engagement Mm -hmm. if you don't uh, and and as I'm sitting here thinking it's it's quite a simple formula really if you're not engaging then you're extracting Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. I get that loads of people are observers and everyone has their different styles but if you're not engaging you are extracting and that is not the purpose of a community or a network to mm-hmm. purely be extractive. It's meant to be, you know, I, when I'm thinking about it now, there are three things that can happen in a community, exchange, engage, or an extract. Mm-hmm. 
so I'll go back and I'll say the three E's of a network or the possibilities are engage, exchange, and extract. Mm -hmm. And without the engagement and without the exchange, then it is all just extraction. And that means that the lifeblood of the community will always suffer if everybody's looking to take. And give nothing in return. Principles of exchange. Right. I've seen this a lot, a lot. And, you know, I've been building communities like since 2015. And not only my own, I've also volunteered, you know, for other people's communities because, you know, it's just a thing I really enjoy doing, being able to give knowledge, share my resources and whatever opportunity I have. And even in groups where I was not the person that created the space, I could really see this mentality where people just say, just like, hey, we want this from your community. Can you do this for us? So do you have this like without even introducing yourself, without even being there before, it's like, we've been here for quite some time. It will be nice to hear who you are, what you do, and what's the purpose of this engagement. Right. At least let's begin there. And um, I think this is mostly because Community building is often seen as a, as an extra, like an added extra activity that's not really tangible, that really does not impact businesses or doesn't have a, a significant impact to how maybe our societies shift. But people are actually wrong in that sense because it is in these circles where we discuss whether we're going to come or not, whether we're going to take your jobs or not whether we should look at your pitch or not. These circles are really influential. And I don't think whether it's organizations or people who are not part of communities understand the power that runs within these circles. Or also maybe communities themselves don't understand the power that they have Bingo. in their own narrative. Bingo. I think you I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think the power of communities are only really understood when an organization wants something or it's time to gain momentum to do something. And it's it's I think a lot of the time the power of a community is harnessed in a very reactionary way rather than being proactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reactive, yeah. Yeah. So you galvanize to react to something. And then once that thing's gone, then it goes back to square one. Right. Business as usual. Okay. We did a really good job and then that's it. But as you said, there's a lot that don't realize the power of communities, but the power of communities, once again, is based on exchange mm -hmm. and engage. <laughs> yeah. It's really that simple. Right. And I think, you know, uh, when I when I think about when you, when you think about like social media, mm -hmm. 
because now like now you've just taken me down another road because I, I I came up with my little like, <laughs> I you hope it's me- a good road <laughs> yeah, yeah it is it is but you've just taken me down another road because mm-hmm. as I was thinking about it just now and I was like okay so these are my these are like Leanne Meyer's three E's of the the fundamentals of a community like how it works and how it doesn't exchange Ex- what was that what did I say again engage. Ex- exchange yeah. engage extract right so if you're not so, so you can only be doing three th- well you can do all three of them right so in an ideal sense everyone's doing all three you're not just purely extracting you're engaging you're exchanging but if we look at like the fundamental tenets of social media it also runs along those lines mm-hmm. because when you look at the concept of being an influencer mm-hmm. And the basis upon which you are determined to be an influencer. It's based on your levels of engagement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's based on your levels of exchange with other people. And then the influencer themselves extracts, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of people learn from influencers. Well, if the good ones. (laughs) Even the bad ones. Even the bad ones, right? (laughs) Uh, hopefully but you know it's really like this relationship that you build with the influencer that you know keeps you going for for the particular reason that you follow that influencer you know right and they're rewarded on their ability to generate engagement right instagram linkedin tiktok facebook if you want but you know everything revolves around engagement and if you don't get engagement if if you don't drive any sort of reaction for anything Mm -hmm. then you and people only extract from you but they don't engage and they don't exchange with you then you as an influencer have no business model absolutely so if so please go I was going to say we are like real life out of social media influencers (laughs) We like we have our communities live, you know. We take them with ourselves where we go. They can actually literally find us, come to us, ask us questions, and probably that could be like community building point oh. And then the digital influencing is the community building point one zero point one um or one point zero, yeah. So we kind of like go layers. And this does not mean that we can't get there. It's only a matter of time where you transition this already massive built community and influence that you've had already in person, real time to digital. Right. But people have to be willing to engage with that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a message, like the right I mean, messaging. And I think it's that understanding that like a community, you know, like with anything, when we can say the word community, we can say the word organization, we can say the word network, all of these things are built upon living people on humans. So if, if anything, a community and network, it's a living thing. And because it's a living thing, it needs to be watered. It needs some sunshine. It needs some input. It needs some food. It needs all of these components, just like a human does. Mm-hmm. And I think the part of being, in my case, the founder of Black Women Parlay, and in your case, Black in Tech Berlin, as we're building these networks and communities, 
we're almost like the caretaker at the beginning mm. because you know it's like a baby like you're trying when I, it is your baby but you're trying to find like what is the right food what mm. do people want to eat do they like this do they like that do they like the other because part of building a network and a community is to cater to the needs of those who are in it mm. but we can only diagnose and find out what's needed if you have the exchange and engagement that you need to be able to create it uh you know a community is only ever as useful as the drivers and the inputs yes absolutely absolutely and that's really hard because you have people at different levels you know struggles of community builders like you have people at different levels different people are looking for different uh benefits and it can be really quite hard to like cater to all of the members needs um but I think there could be some core values uh values that could speak to all groups um mm -hmm. I mean for black women honestly like we just need to get together and know each other for status you know um but as the community begins to grow and start to grow beyond what you had planned, then it's like, oh my goodness, there's a need for strategic planning, like you say, in order to move beyond the little steps that, you know, you had in your mind when you were alone. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, yeah, right. And I think, and I think this is the, the beauty almost of being having a vision as to where you're trying to get to mm -hmm. because what it does it allows you to think ahead but it also allows you to be proactive in the direction of the things that you want mm -hmm. and and not have to be reactionary because you've planned out one two three four five six and I think that makes a huge, I think that makes a huge difference to, you know, how, how we see each other, where we go with this, how we build these networks, how we build these communities, because then like now I know that with Black Women Parlay, like we've started and we're global and then we're going to have, you know, local chapters, of course, with us, the German chapter and stuff like that. But what it also reaffirms is, is that there's a need for us to come together and there's a need for us to come together right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in the episode that Charlotte and I had, Charlotte said something very poignant. She said, black women are currently under attack. Mm. And if you don't see it, then you need to see it. Mm. Because everything that's happening right now is a direct affront to our existence because nobody wants to really focus on the things that stop us from, we're always our best selves, but the environment doesn't want us to be that. Mm. Mm. So the need for us to have these spaces like Black Women Parlay, the need for us to have you with Black in Tech in Berlin is exactly for this reason to create these spaces. Yeah, safe spaces. Safe to spaces, yeah. Strategic spaces, open mm -hmm. forum spaces. Because if we don't, if we don't pay attention to that, our issues, I mean, I think you know, but the in, in the other hat in my world as being CEO of Benefactum Consulting we did the report the report came out for last the, this year's one and it said black women have said you know unequivocally DEI is not working for them so if DEI is not working for them then we have to start to lean in to the specificity of 
looking at the issues of black women. And I think that's where the specificity, not just in our professional life is important, but specificity in looking at how, what we need is important, full stop. And how we can build it. Correct. Because I feel like the conversation has always been, yes, we're going to work on a DNI strategy and we're going to do this strategy so that you can feel included. You can feel that you belong without you having any contribution to that strategy. So of course it's not going to work. If you are consulted for that matter, perhaps, but if not, it's like really putting your, is that putting your happiness in somebody's hands and expect that, you know, they're going to make you worse so you can be happy. Of course, I, I'm really, I, I would love to acknowledge the systemic racism that exists. Like that does not really depend on you as an individual, but having this mindset that, you know, somebody is working on a strategy, you know, to make life easier for me. And I just, you know, I'll wait until it works. And, mm -hmm. and, th and this is the point, and this is why organizations don't get why black women are dissatisfied because we're not, we're not sitting here waiting, but you're not, the organizations are not asking for those voices. And this is where community and discussing like what it is that's going on, mm -hmm. whether it's from within or without, or whether it's just from the perspective of, I was just recently reading, you know, luxury goods companies are now going to start focusing on black women, you know, because uh, mm. we are an overlooked demographic who has money and will and will and will invest it, right, and will spend it. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, you you understand that now people want to cater cater to us. And this but is we've always been spending. Correct. We've always been spending with them. Well, not with them. We've always been spending. But the point is, is that we're not. We're savvy consumers. And sometimes this is what the conversations that we need to have are is how can we still live our lives the best, you know, have our form, whatever, but also be aware of these like black owned brands that are doing stuff for us who have always been there doing stuff for us that are not just doing stuff for us because it's trendy but because they genuinely care mm -hmm. and what are the what are the alternatives and I think sometimes the alternatives are very surprising mm -hmm. but you know and I was talking to someone about this yesterday and even this morning and this is like another part of it is when you look at a lot of networks or anything as black people were still and just just our economic dysfunction in being willing to pay for things that everybody else does but not willing to pay for the value that we give each other mm -hmm. right yeah and and this is the part of wanting you you can't be pro 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 when if you're provided with you know pro black and when you're provided with the opportunity to invest in the black community you go ah but i'll buy from there instead mm 
because it's cheaper. Because or part you will, you know what I've seen? Like a lot of people collect quotations, never come back. And I, I and I and I think like it's part of the strategy. Oh, yeah, actually, we did collect some quotes from black women. You know, we just went with the other choice. Look at my face. <laughs> It, it, it has, there has to be some explanations why, you know, there's a lot of Black women offering a lot of services. It's just that you never see anybody really buying from them a lot. Okay. Oh, Right. But the, <laughs> thing, but the thing is, it's not, you know, I feel like there's probably, it's not necessarily everything. And I'm not saying all of a sudden everyone has to give up buying their stuff and only buy from black owned companies. That's not what it is, but it's about being cognizant of the fact that we need to recognize our own intrinsic value too. Mm -hmm. Recognize that we bring value to the plate and it's not, and it's not just a value that's associated with a DEI strategy within organizations, or it's not just associated with now being the target consumer for brands but that we're here and we bring value just mm -hmm. by how we operate. Yeah. That what we have is valuable to ourselves. Correct. And the we live in. Right. Because right now, oh, and for many, many centuries, it's been made seen as if we don't contribute as much. Right. Right. But we have contributed above and beyond to what society is today correct correct so we take that put it in our wallets or put it in our notebook and frame it somewhere and believe that we are valuable like we have to read it every day i'm valuable right and i think in some cases <sighs> because of the way society has been structured, we were always, we've been forced historically and even to today to validate each other and self-validate. Because if you believe what's beautiful, then I need to be blonde. If you believe what's beautiful, then I also need to almost be emaciated. Or, you know, two years ago, it was, I needed to go get a BBL. Like, you know, all of these different things that we need the spaces to also be able to validate and normalize who we are in all of our wonderful glory. And that's not always the opportunity that we get. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will start with ourselves. Always. Always. We have to start with ourselves. And in many cases, I think starting with ourselves and extending that to others is the reason why, you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I found it Black Women Parley. <laughs> and you founded, oh, sorry, and you founded Black in Tech Berlin because it is that. Yeah. It's that yeah. element of passing it forward to. You know, something that every time I think about Oh, this morning, actually, I was thinking like investing, for example, in children of colors projects that, you know, that speaks to them. Um, we could be doing that now, but imagine that our children do, do not actually understand what the future, like their work future will look like. They don't understand that 
or they don't have it in their awareness that somebody else will have an advantage over them. Mm. They don't understand that. They don't know. They're very innocent beings right now. So, but we know that already. So what we're creating now is to make sure that when they get to that space, Mm -hmm. they are not at a disadvantage because of what we are doing now. Correct. We already know what's coming or how society is structured unless it changes for the better. But if it doesn't, we're going to have a replica of the systems that we have today to beat those systems. Right. Right. So, and that's why it's 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 always future forward. It's not for today. We're grown. Oh, you know, we're grown. So future forward, future forward. So what would be your parting sentiment for our audience? And then tell them where they can find you. Oh, I've just, I think I've just loved being here, um, having this conversation with you. Um, You know, I admire the work that you do specifically on Black women in Germany. You know, that's that's research you don't find on the internet if you go there right now, but I'm glad I can find your reports. And um, I'm just so grateful for that. There is a complimentary work that's being done next to the work that I'm doing uh, either with Black in Tech Berlin or Talent. Mm. Or there is just another Black woman being herself next to me being myself. So that's right. really, you know, gives me the permission to say, hey, Kave, go. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> go do your thing. But remember to come back and, you know, cast the torch on mm-hmm. whenever you can. Right. You know, so this gratefulness being in the space, uh, at this level that I'm at, I think that's that's just what I want to share. And I hope your viewers also can look around themselves and see, you know, what's one thing that you're grateful for because mm. of other uh, Black women around you or the communities that surround you. Right. You know. Right. Thank you. It has been absolute pleasure, despite like real life getting in the way. And someone's going <laughs> to, I say, so you're going to see a little hand on my shoulder at some point. Um, But, you know, it's been a real privilege to talk about it because I think we, we need to do more to support our communities properly because only by supporting them properly do we get them to work. and and I'm going to come back to the three E's without engagement and we literally without this concept of engagement and exchange we will only ever be extracting and we have been not just historically we are currently still being extracted from and if we're seeking to you know seeking to dismantle this and not perpetuate the same mechanisms that continue to keep us overshadowed oppressed out of the limelight prevent us from succeeding in the ways that we should be we're gonna stop progress mm-hmm. yeah so my last sentence is you know if you're in communities that support black women black people engage in exchange 
No one has anything, you know, extraction or taking something out in and of itself isn't wrong. But if when it's the only thing you do, mm-hmm. you you take out the lifeblood of a community, which means it will no longer not only uh, disadvantage and everybody else in the community, but you also lose out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is to our disadvantage if that's what we do and continue to perpetuate because eventually we work in vain. Correct. The purpose of the the purpose of the community will never be fulfilled if we do not put in. Exactly. And we're putting in for the next generation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's not for us. We're kind of like almost done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, we are not. We are not almost done. And I'm definitely I'm definitely not finishing this. And I'm 38 and I'm not almost done. Don't know what you want to say, but I, I mean am not- in terms of like career-wise no done but we're like listen we have had we've created our own access to a point where we don't need to be begging or we don't we don't really need to be fighting for things that's what I mean okay okay right okay fine not like done no working no we don't need to be fighting as much as we needed to like 10 years ago but we do need to make it much much easier for the next generation that it will be so smooth they will have no idea what kind of hurdles we had i want them to know the hurdles to understand the benefits because you know what complacency is the biggest downfall to appreciation we can we can if i'm not saying that they have to it's like history should be a learning moment but it doesn't have to be the only book we read from we learn from it, but then we push forward. And I want them to know what it was like. I'm not even sure if our kids will experience the after, but I want it to still be different, radically different to what we experienced. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're telling me about it's almost over. Hmm. <laughs> so like, like, just the, struggle, the struggle, the struggle, the struggle. Listen, don't, no, nobody listen to Carve anymore. Nobody listen. Just don't listen to her. <laughs> We're just going to cut her off now. Like, go. Beep. Line's gone dead. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao. <laughs> I need to be back. I need to be back. <laughs> well, we will happily, happily have you back. Definitely. And thank you again just for being a great guest and sharing, you know, sharing your story, sharing where you are, and just keep keep up the good work. So I'm gonna say bye. As I said in the beginning, everyone knows where to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Leanne MM. We have a Black Woman Parlay page on Instagram. Um, yeah, please like our episode on YouTube. Please subscribe. Please share. This is a these are really important conversations. And you know, the more the more visibility we get, the more important it is, and the more we get to normalize these kinds of conversations. Because each of us, as part of any as part of any functioning member of society, we we do the same, right? We pay into society in order to to reap the benefits. We don't always reap them, but when you're in a black community, that's 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 the beauty of it. You know, it's it should be that you put the you put stuff in and you do it willingly, and then you then you also reap the benefits of it. So, thank you for taking the time as always to to be with us, and uh, have a great day. You too.